Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Today on the Ether, the White Whale Community Call. Let's take a listen. All right. Uh, I guess we can, we can get rolling then. Um, welcome to our weekly White Whale Community Call. Um, if you're new here, you can find all the relevant info in our link tree that is linked in our Twitter bio. And uh, we invite everybody to join our Discord and uh, participate in a live uh, discussion channel, which is called Community Calls. Um, and yeah, in this week's uh, Community Call, um, as always, we'll start with our uh, key performance indicators. So uh, the whale price uh, tanked a little bit compared to last week. We're uh, 3.1 cents uh, this week, which is a 19% decrease from last week. Our market capitalization sits right around uh, 4.38 million. Um, our social data um, says that we have uh, 58 more followers on Twitter, um, five members less on Telegram, and 15 people less in our Discord. Um, and before I head it over to Sencom for the product updates, I'll just remind everybody, please uh, uh, shout out, write the whale, hashtag write the whale. So that uh, as many people as possible uh, take notice of the space and um, yeah, um, have will be taking part of this exciting announcement that we will have today. Um, have really cool guests today. So uh, I would just say, Sencom, let's dive into the product updates and then uh, uh, come to our guests. Yeah, greetings, everybody. I think we can cut it short with the product updates. This week, um, we've just have been busy behind the scenes, you know, coding. There's no, no exciting new updates. So uh, unless you have something, Sebastian, we can dive right into um, Carbon and State Bar. Um, no, I, I don't really have anything major. I would just say um, last week I, I mentioned um, the burning dap, the gamified burning dap. And that is um, that is going along on schedule, so we will have that um, released shortly in the next week or so, week or two or so. So you can look forward to that. Apart from that, um, I think we're good as far as the development updates. Cool, sounds great. Then uh, Martin, yeah, as I uh, already said, welcome back. Um, yeah, maybe um, you can give us a quick update. Um, how is it going to f so far uh, with our community challenge? Where are we at right now before we dive into Staker? Sure, sure, happy to. So the community challenge started on Monday, right? We announced it at 4 p.m. 
Central, I think it was 2 p.m. UTC. And uh, since then, um, you know, things have progressed, uh, which we are super happy to see. So one of the KPIs is increasing the Nakamoto coefficient. Uh, it, was, it was sat firmly at 10. It's now about 20% on the way to 11. So it has budged. It hasn't budged enough. We'd need more power, more engines uh, to move this a bit. Uh, where I think we're uh, more successful is the um, uh, is sort of reducing dependence on OVH and Hetzner there. I'm super happy to report 8% uh, of voting power has moved out. Uh, and um, one, one validator moved to Canada and uh, it was uh, vault stakes and the other validator moved to Vietnam. That was notional. So these two together cover quite a bit of voting power. So we went from 60 to 52%, almost half the way to the target. So this part is super impressive. And uh, I looked very briefly at how much was staked on Monday and how much was staked, uh, how much is staked today and almost a million whale uh, extra were staked since Monday. So I think that's also like a pretty good stat to report. That is great indeed. Um, I also talked to one validator just a couple of minutes ago. He said to me, they're gonna move to bare metal, I think today. So um, yeah, that that further, further helps decentralize uh, the network. Can Are you guys able to track if, if a validator runs on bare metal, Martin? Not really. We can sort of estimate from uh, the from the data center if it offers co-location or if it offers just VPSs. But there's it's it's really difficult to get hard evidence on this just from sort of the connectivity data. And the second thing I want to say, you know, th these are validators that we have observed to move that we've successfully found evidence for moving. If you've moved recently, it's you know we usually the, we need to gather hundreds of thousands of block votes um, or more to get um, you know some some sort of statistical relevancy for our new tracking so we might not have seen the move yet uh, so i'm not saying it's just two validators that move it's just we've established that two validators have moved all right great um yeah so uh i guess then uh let's let's dive right into stake bar uh sencom you you want to say something yeah, before we dive into into stake bar, and you know Martin explains the product and and what's what a, this is all about, I'd like to lose a couple of words on why we're actually doing this here. I mean, why decentralize this? You know, I I don't think I think the risk of, you know, I don't know some government attacking us tomorrow is quite low. So why are we doing this right now? So obviously, you know, there is risk. So we want to be decentralized, censorship resistant, and all these great qualities. But also, we need to strengthen our validator set because validators, they really make or break an ecosystem. If you have 150 validators that don't care about your chain and just permanently dump your token, then that's the, the chain won't live long. I, I can promise you that. We've seen this with the first wave of Cosmos chains. You know, after, after IBC two years ago and after Osmosis, we had an explosion of chains. and what we're seeing right now is most of them, they have huge validator sets and they're ghost towns. And the validators just keep on dumping, keep on dumping because there's nothing going on. They're not invested and the chain slowly trends to zero. So you know, I don't want to get into tokenomics here, just strictly focusing on the validators. Having a strong validator set is super important if you want to live longer than one or two years. That's why we're doing this. And we're in here for the long run. We don't want to build something, you know, build it, run it, 
say it, it's decentralized, go hands off, and then just you know dump our tokens, our vested tokens. We want we want to build here for the long run, and that's why we need to make sure that the foundation is on point, and that's why we're doing going through all the effort and trying to educate the community, but also um, talk with the validators to really create a strong foundation to build on for many years to come. Totally second that. If I can, I'll just quickly add to that. Um, also, why why focus on decentralization now? Why hash this all of this out now? And it's not easy to decentralize, right? I'm, I also have a talk at Gateway about just decentralization takes work. It is work, but the work um, is actually going to be much harder when your validator set grows bigger, right? If you one day decide to have 100 validators, I promise all of you here, it's not going to be easier to decentralize, right? It's going to be more difficult to manage a, a bigger community and um, you know, talk to all the validators and you know, hash it out like what's best for the blockchain. So starting now is, I think, a strong move. It's a power move. Yes, and uh, as Martin elo eloquently said last time uh, on Monday, where we announced the observatory, this concept of credible neutrality is insanely important in the blockchain ecosystem and what separates us actually from the a traditional finance ecosystem. So um, yeah, that's that's also the reason why uh, Migaloo and White Whale are a huge proponent of of decentralization of the network. Um, all right, uh, yeah, I, um, let's let's dive into into Stake Bar. Um, what uh, what is Stake Bar, Martin? And um, yeah. Yeah, let's dive right into it. So Stake Bar is a new tool we've built uh, that focuses on um, you know automated staking uh, or improved sort of portfolio-based staking for the Cosmos ecosystem. We're launching with three chains. There's Cosmos, there's Stargaze, and there's White Whale. The objective or the mission of Stake Bar is to get stake to the validators at the lower ranks uh, if you rank validators by voting power, where you know, many times those validators don't really have their own PR, um, you know, person or activity. They don't have an active Twitter profile. They don't have the energy to sort of build up a following and have contact with the community. But they might still be doing good work. They might be, you know, helping decentralize the chain by being in a, a new location, helping to secure things. And, um, you know, they might be losing money. They might not have lots of stake. Uh, we hadn't gone into the analysis of profitability on, on, on Migo, haven't done that yet. But um, what's important is to support uh, those validators uh, at this edge of the spectrum. Now, the question is how to do that. If you open up any blockchain explorer or you've done staking inside Kepler, the typical ordering is from highest voting power to lowest. So by the time you get to position number 15, you know your eyes are glazing over uh, and it's difficult to, to, to make a choice. So what we are trying to do is two things. One, uh, use open data that's available in the observatory to underpin a recommendation. So, and the second thing that we do is we offer you a portfolio directly. Uh, you know, we don't ask you to choose one validator, you know, at the, at the tail end uh, where we realize and understand people might feel less comfortable. I mean, you know, where is the, people usually go by a reputation and those guys that have a lot of stake must be already, you know, accepted by the community and, and be, you know, tested or, you know, how should I say that? So how do we do something like that for those validators that are, that are lower down the rank? And that's where we think we found a good solution where, you know, if we can show in the observatory and we can't show this for everybody, but if we happen to be able to show that the validator has a good score, 
but also is it has a low amount of stake that we can show this validator inside stake bar. So that's that's the mission, that's the objective, that's sort of how we do it. The other thing that's important to understand is the portfolios that we built are stochastic. They're randomly selected and the probability corresponds to the amount of stake missing. So if you, you know, you can play with stake bar and you can get many portfolios, but you will see validators, some validators appearing more often than others. That's not by accident, that's by construction. So if you think of your stake like sand pouring into the, the voting power uh, compared to sort of the, the targets, you would see the sand falling faster into deeper holes, right? So we're trying to get the blockchain toward a good um, sort of um, state to a, to a more decentralized state as, as quickly as possible, if that makes sense. Thanks, yeah. Oh, Senkov, go ahead. Yeah, it makes total sense what you say. Um, maybe for those of you guys who know Kujira, so stake bar is similar to Kujira pod, just significantly more sophisticated. So in Kujira pod, you hit, you know, distribute stake, and it just looks at the rankings and then distributes the stake accordingly. Stake bar does that as well, but it also looks at the public data from observatory. So what's the uptime of the validator? Is he located in, in good positions? Is he in, in, you know, is there some over-concentration in some cloud like Hetzner or something? Um, so so he, it looks at a lot of different data points and can, and thereby stake bar can come to a much smarter decision-making on where to delegate the stake. So it's, it's really a great tool to decentralize the chain. And in, in the last space on Monday, we talked about how the most two important things for getting a chain decentralized and keeping it that way is transparency. So creating visibility for where are points of centralization, where are we, you know, where's too much concentration and that's observatory. And then two, making it easy to decentralize. Once, once we see there are some weak points left and right, we can say, all right, let's try to decentralize this. And this is where stake bar comes in. So Martin just chipped, you know, a transparency tool for, for node for validators. And at the same time, a way for users to, you know, build on top and delegate their stake accordingly. So smart thinking there. I think that's a pretty, a pretty accurate summarization. One more thing. So just to give you guys an example, right? Let's imagine two validators, exact same amount of stake. But if you look at the Miguel network right now, and let's say those are, you know, validators running a single validator node. So they're really like the small value that we're thinking about who we want to support. And that likely doesn't have, you know, other ways to, to get stake, right? One of them is sitting inside Hetzner and the second one is somewhere else. The one inside Hetzner will have a lower score from the observatory because he's in a concentrated region. Whereas the other validator will have a higher score unless there are, you know, other validators sitting there, but there's Hetzner OVH and then there's nothing. So pretty much anywhere else you guys move, you'll immediately get an improved score. So the, the validator outside of OVH and Hetzner is going to have a significantly higher score. So the stake bar would show him A, more often in the portfolio and B, the, the, target, the target sort of stake for them would be higher. So they would be getting stake faster and they would get more stake eventually. And it's our hope if the community uses this tool, then validators will pick up on this. And some of them might choose to actually move out because they're expecting the support uh, by stake bar. Of course, there's other levels of support that are provided by the foundation, but this is a tool straight from the straight for the community. That is awesome. And um, with, by the way, if people uh, ask themselves, uh, 
what the hell are we just talking about? Um, I just uh, commented uh, under the spaces the stake bar application so you can open up the website and dabble around yourself. And we also posted uh, or retweeted um, uh, the official announcement of stake bar uh, 10 minutes ago, where I also linked uh, a video, a tutorial by Martin, uh, where he explains the whole application how and how it works and all the function functionalities. So look into that, uh, play around with it, help decentralize the network. Um, yeah. Right. If I can add one more thing. In that video, you'll see a feature which we haven't talked about yet, which we think is really cool. So the Migaloo community challenge is to increase the Nakamoto coefficient of the network. That means you have to find and stake validators that are outside this Nakamoto set. We showed you guys last time how to do this using the observatory. You can go down, you can check you know, where the validator is ranked, uh, compare that to the Nakamoto coefficient. Stake bar makes it really easy. There is a feature that we implemented. It's a slider on the bottom right or, or a checkbox sort of, and you can switch it on. It's called the Nakamoto boost. If you switch on the Nakamoto boost, all validators that are inside the Nakamoto set are excluded from your portfolio. So your portfolio is automatically going to improve the Nakamoto coefficient for us. Unless you stake like 5 million whale, then you could bring someone into the Nakamoto set, right? But <laughs> normally for reasonable amounts, like if you switch on the Nakamoto boost and you stake, you'll only stake with validators that are outside the set and you're guaranteed to help uh, decentralize the network. That was a final point. Pete, can you quickly repeat what the challenge, what the milestones are and what's, what's in for the community? Ha, let's hope I can put the prizes together in my head because you guys set those up. But so milestone one was, let's get the Nakamoto um, coefficient to 11. We're now at like something I'd call 10.2. So still on the way to 11, but not quite there. At 11, what happens, Mr. Host? Yeah, um, at 11, we will randomly give away $300 in whale to one uh, staker who re-delegated uh, to decentralize the network. Or delegated new, new funds, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the second target is move the Nakamoto to 12. So the, the community challenge ends at, on Monday. So um, I think we might be able to hit Nakamoto uh, you know, at 11. If stake bar, you know, makes it easy for people, then you guys will use it. Um, but 12 would be surprising, but also pretty awesome. So at 12, uh, what's going to happen? So um, at 12, uh, two random delegators win uh, $400 of whale. And there will be a 30-minute uh, AMA with our beloved uh, CTO, Sencom. And if we were hit to, to hit that goal, plus be able to reduce the reliance on OVH and Hetzner by 20%. So that's from 60 to 40, right? That was 60% of stake when we started on Monday. Now there's 52, we're targeting 40. Uh, so that would be goal number three, uh, where there are monetary prizes. Yeah, uh, and that's where the most fun is. So we will give away uh, three times uh, $500 worth of whale. But the most, the most fun thing will be Sancom will shave his head. So, and actually not only Sancom, but also Jacob um, from Notional will shave his head as well. 
So that <laughs> is super fun, guys. I, I mean, even for that, if you don't give a shit about decentralization, <laughs> it's, it's it's worth re-delegating over stake bar. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> Let's shave the whale and shave shave uh, shave Notional. And so, so J Jacob, for those who don't know, Jacob Gadekian is from Notional, right? So he actually moved his validator out because I think he, he agrees he needs a haircut. So you know, let's help him out, guys. J and JG is well from back, yeah, from backbone. Yep, JG too. Yeah, so we got three guys shaving their heads for the culture, for the decentralization. It's going to be fun. Isn't, am I wrong by saying that JG isn't, is he already shaved? No. No, he's not. Yeah. That would be that would be quite a troll, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna shame, and now you guys have to do it." <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past JG. In fact, no one's ever seen him here, right? So he might be shaved. <laughs> he did post like a hostage photo yesterday that showed him still with hair on top. All right, all right, my bad. Okay, yeah. So three guys shaving their heads. Uh, I mean, that, that's going to be awesome <laughs> if we hit that mile, all three milestones. So guys, uh, let, let's be active here. Uh, let's use Stake Bar. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, let's let's try try for shoot for uh, for best decentralization. Um, anything else uh, you want to add, Martin? Here. Um, Look, I think we're I, we we built Stake Bar for you guys, right? So we're hoping the community will like this tool. Uh, we'll be happy to use it. We're always looking for feedback. You know, tell us what you think. If you're missing something, we're always game to talk. There's a Telegram channel which you can join. We'll be there. We'll be listening to feedback. Um, you know, and let's um, if there's if there are some ideas, you know, maybe we can act on that, make it even better. Yeah, and if I could just comment just real quick. Um, you know, I think this is fantastic. I, I think Stake Bar is a great tool. I'm really excited about it. Um, it, it as was said, <clears throat> this is a long-term play, right? This is for the long-term health of the network and um, decentralization in the long run. You know, um, our team and CENCOM specifically designed our validator set very intentionally. Um, you know, we, we're only interested in high-quality validators that contribute to the network, that don't just dump. Right. Um, and I think this will help sort of fortify and continue to build one of the best validator sets in the cosmos um, with this tool and as well as one of the most decentralized. And I think um, Martin said said it well, you know, the idea is to kind of game of gamify validation then, whereas, <clears throat> you know, um, the validators see delegators using stake bar and um, delegations going to those validators that have higher scores and that are more decentralized. And then they start to, you know, they start to, to, to move away from Hetzner and to, um, you know, use bare metal and, and different things like that. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited about this, um, <clears throat> this product moving forward. Hey, we, we have, we have JG here. So JG, Real quick, can you confirm that you're not already your head isn't already shaved? Because <laughs> we we suspect that you might just be trolling all of us, and you're already you already have a shaved head. <laughs> um, meanwhile, um, Vic is asking, um, what what's the role of our LSD providers? Talking about JG here, um, in to participate in the community challenge. I guess her her broader question is. 
what do the liquid staking uh, token providers um, um, do they have anything to do with the community? Uh, maybe Sancom or Martin can, yeah. can take this one. I, I can take this one. So we have two liquid staking providers, Eris Protocol with their AMP tokens and Backbone Labs with the Bone tokens. And with those two liquid staking providers and the quote-unquote native or naked staking, we have three mechanisms to you know, stake whale, AMP whale, Bone whale, and native whale. And, and they are separate, and that's a good thing. And all three, they have different mechanisms, different tools, different mechanics. So for native staking, you can just select your validators that you like on your own. You can use a tool like StakeBar or Kujira Pot. You can, you can use liquid staking token like Backbone Labs that's powered by NFTs. So they select where to delegate. Or you can do it um, via AMP governance. So you can lock your tokens and, and thereby the, the, the token holders that lock their tokens control where their stake goes. So both, both are quite different. Both or three mechanics are quite different. They might work against sometimes, they might work together, but really the powerful thing here is that we have different tools at hand and this is what we need for actual decentralization. So I'm, I'm quite, quite happy that we're in this situation right now. 100% plus, you know, stakers can combine these ways, right? They can stake part of their, you know, uh, part of their funds through liquid staking. They have a favorite delegator, uh, their favorite validator who they already have a relationship with. So by all means, you know, stake with, you know, the guys you know. But then there are these other validators that you might not know who would also appreciate the stake. And then, you know, other tools might come in handy like the Kuturapod or StakeBot. So, JG. GM. Are you trolling us? No, no. Do you have hey, hair? Hey, so I no? do. My hair is short. Like, I don't like having a bald head. I've had it before, but uh, I'll do it again if you guys hit those marks. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to see proof of hair. Proof POH? <laughs> I want POH. POH. Or I'll send you, I'll send you, I'll send you a headshot. <laughs> you don't even have to. I don't even need to see your head. Just the hair. So you could, you could cut it off at the forehead. Because... Right. <laughs> But, but leave the eyebrows out on. I think we can agree to that, all right? Whoa, you want to shave an eyebrow? <laughs> no, exactly not. Whoa, you can make the, not shaving the face. Make it look like aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't like most like nonverbal communication like done through eye? That's that's if we get Nakamoto thirteen, then you guys shave your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would really suck. I, I think I like my eyebrows. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Great idea. Great idea. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, anyone else? Um, also, uh, from uh, people from the audience, if you have questions regarding uh, steak bar, um, or uh, I don't know, um, dece the decentralization challenge in general. Um, now, now is the time to come up and ask, um, Gandalf, I see you, uh, you requested quite a time ago. Uh, let me get you up stage here. Gandalf the Bay. Hello. Can you hear us? You're still on mute. Oh, well, he left. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess, um, if no one else has anything. Uh, regarding uh, anything, anything to say regarding stake bar, 
decentralization, etc. Um, we can we can go to the next topic. The topic. What do you say, guys? All good. Agreed, guys. So thanks very much. Uh, I've got to run. It was amazing to be here. Uh, I hope uh, you know Stake Bar is is useful for you guys, and you know, uh, let's work on decentralization together. See yeah. you in Prague. Thanks for coming. See you guys. Thank you, Martin. Uh, bye bye. See you in Prague. And uh, yeah, welcome, uh, CJ. Then, um, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. This is my first time participating in the community call with White Whale. Yeah, sure. Uh, why don't you give a quick uh, introduction about yourself so people have some context? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm CJ, also known as Fish Market Cat on Twitter and YouTube. I've been in crypto from about 2018. Uh, I'm currently working at Carbon Protocol. So before I went into crypto, I was like running my own uh, video and animation production business for about eight years. And I made the leap around yeah, 2018, 2019, and just been degening around and building um, decentralized protocols since then. So uh, I was actually a research analyst for about two years-ish first before I became more of like a builder. So now I'm head of this dev and product strategy at Carbon Protocol. Wow, nice. that's amazing. I, that's like almost doxing yourself. We've never actually met anybody from Cavern like that. I'm blown away. Oh, Carbon, Carbon's entire team is doxed. Wait. So I'm doxed as well, no, no surprise there. No, 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 Deji, you got it wrong. Uh, it's Carbon, oh, carbon, carbon Chain, not Cavern. Oh, Carbon, okay, cool. That's even better. That's a bigger protocol. <laughs> Yeah, uh, cool. Um, would you mind giving like a quick introduction of uh, Carbon Protocols and what, what are you guys trying to build over there? Yeah, so basically Carbon was launched, um, it was kind of launched in 2018, 2017 um, as Switcho Exchange. So that was why it was called back then as one of the first cross-chain order book decks. So back in 2017, 2018, if you wanted to do uh, crypto swaps from different ecosystems like Ethereum to ecosystem uh, ABC, it's basically not possible to do it on-chain in a non-custodial way. Uh, you have to use a centralized exchange. And during that period, there were a lot of like exchanges getting hacked and all the users' funds were getting lost. So we basically built a one of the first decentralized cross-chain exchange that was using an order book, which is a re really familiar interface that is similar to the centralized exchanges. So we, we built like the first um, Ethereum to other ecosystem tokens um, swap, where it's done um, like an atomic swap, and you still held control of your funds throughout the entire process. Then in 2020, uh, we wanted to be even more interoperable. So we rebuilt our entire exchange on Cosmos SDK, right? So that's when we joined the Cosmos community, as well as having the IBC enabled. Uh, and we also rebranded into Carbon Protocol. So we are the L1 uh, multi-chain network, yeah, where it's mainly focused on DeFi. So it's like a DeFi-focused L1 that is also accessible with MetaMask and Kepler. So if you are like wondering if we, we are like a Cosmos app, 
can we actually use um, MetaMask to access it? Yes, you, you can. From Arbitrum, Polygon, BSE, all of the popular EVM networks uh, can access um, Carbon and, and its various um, that's mainly DMX, which uh, I'll, I'll share a bit in, in a second, I'm trying to make sure I go one question at a time instead of saying it, all the questions at one shot. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, it's it's really interesting, um, especially DMX. Um, I, I've listened to a spaces with you guys. Um, maybe you know the protocol GMX, where you have the GLP token, and you can actually uh, leverage the GLP token on D DMX quite easily. So that's uh, really interesting. Uh, but yeah, t uh, tell us about uh, DMX and uh, what it does. Yeah, so DMAX is Carbon's front-end UI. You can think of Carbon as essentially the, the CPU, right? If you look at your phone, right, when you want to um, make it do stuff, you tap on the screen, and the screen is like your UI. So DMAX is like the UI, and Carbon is like the CPU, the technology behind all of the things that you touch on DMAX. So all of the interactions is basically... Um, interacting with carbon smart contract and dmax is the easy to use interface to make that happen and dmax is basically uh, a money market and a perpetual exchange uh, all in one so if you want to come and provide liquidity you can do that you want to provide um, lending and borrowing you can do that if you want to do like uh, trading whether you want to do spot or leverage positions you can do that as well so it's basically meant to be like a all-in-one DeFi hub for most of the DeFi stuff that you want to do in um, in crypto that's awesome that's uh awesome and like i said there if, if you're a degen um which which many of you are in the space i assume then uh definitely go check it out uh many many cool strategies there you're also pretty pretty fast on on listing uh perpetual um perpetual um token pairs right so you listed uh paper coin if i'm not mistaken pretty pretty quick right Oh, we didn't list uh Pepe. We, we we decided not to list any of the meme coins uh during the meme coin season because we wanted to focus on having more uh established perp markets first before we go into the, the meme coin trend. Uh, but the future meme coin trend, I think we are a lot more ready to to write on that whenever it comes again. So uh what we have been building so far is a perp AMM which is similar to GLP. So if you are sort of like betting that traders lose money over time, then you can actually be the counterparty and be the liquidity provider on uh, various perpetual markets. And you earn three sources of revenue. You earn the market making fee. You earn the funding fee. Right? When users go on leverage, they basically borrow from you and thus they pay you. And most importantly, you also learn, you also earn from traders losing money so we expect that the apr for liquidity providers for the perp amm or, or perp pools will be quite um quite attractive and this will be the first ever perp liquidity pool for an order book so this really really cool that no one else has done this so far and uh, really excited to see what it's like being the first to push out perpetual pools for um perp order books e effectively sort of decentralizing the market making process that is um, really centralized at the moment. Cool. Uh, yeah, thanks for that overview. Um, 
Okay, uh, I guess then let's dive into Alliance then, because you recently uh, enabled uh, Alliance on your chain. Um, what made you decide to do that? Yeah, so basically, uh, we I, I'm from Terra community from way back. And uh, if you watch my YouTube channel, it's like I go through a lot of different valuation analysis on Terra protocols. So when um, Terra sort of reached out to, and asked if we are interested, I was definitely keen to see how we can work together. And Alliance, when they explained it to me, just felt like an amazing feature, I mean, an amazing module that is uh, anyone can actually integrate as long as you are using Cosmos SDK. And it's basically allowing uh, LSDs, like liquid stake derivatives or liquid stake tokens, to be further staked onto another chain to earn that chain staking reward on top of that LSD's auto-compounding um, staking rewards. So that just sounds like a great idea to sort of build alliances where two chains come together and they list each other's governance token as the alliance asset so that they can be staked on their own like respective chains um, mutually. And th that basically the community will task sort of like come together or try to come together and help each other so that both um, community grows, which will then help both community to get better, um, better price appreciation and better everything essentially. So that's just a, a fantastic concept and we are really happy to try it out. And of course, the, the first Alliance asset that we list naturally would be Luna LSDs. Uh, but we are looking forward to listing more and seeing how we can form alliance with the greater cosmos and wider crypto community as well. It doesn't have to be from cosmos. Cool, cool. Uh, thanks for that overview. And um, also, we're looking actively into forming an alliance with you guys uh, at the moment. Um, maybe uh, Sencom and you also, CJ, uh, can talk about a little bit what what are the thoughts there? Uh, what what do we think about the parameters that we are applying here uh, with the take rate um, and and the dedicated in inflation to the to the other coin? Um, yeah, and uh, also maybe uh, explain a little bit uh, like the the foundational foundational stuff. What does it mean? What what is the take rate again and uh, stuff like that? Sure. Yeah, sure. Or do you want to start today? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I thought that was just me. Uh, no, go, go ahead, Sen. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, CJ, congratulations to you and your team for um, you know getting the alliance with Terra going. I saw the proposal popping up in my feed. Um, that makes you, you know, the, the second chain to adopt alliance. And I think it, it's cool that, you know, rather the smaller chains really lead the push. You know, I, when I came in the ecosystem, I thought, you know, the, the big ones are leading the change, you know, the, the atoms and the Osmos, but apparently it's, it's us, you know, changing or pushing the state of the art. And I think that's very cool. So yeah, congratulations and kudos to you. Now, Alliance. So Alliance, you know, as I think more about it, I think I've come to understand more about it and what Alliance actually is, what Terra actually built is, is, is more than even, you know, create alliance between, between different chains. Alliance is a monetary policy tool for chains. 
because like the Federal Reserve, you know, the, a chain prints, you know, a little bit less than the Fed, but the, the chains still print. And they, you can direct the money to where it should go. So you can boost specific parts of the economy that way, like, you know, central banks do. You, you know, native thing is it just goes to the validators and then, you know, to the stakers. That's good. That's fine. But you can do a lot more with the money or with, with inflation. For example, you can you know, whitelist LP tokens and that creates, you know, that way you know, the chain says, all right, we have you know, so much money available every, every block. We print so much money. We should direct some of that money towards liquidity incentives because our ecosystem needs deeper liquidity. Or you could say, hey, there are five new projects launching on our chain. We want to give them boost, so we whitelist their tokens with a very low take rate, so value flows to to them, kind of like like subsidies. You know, like when when you know the government wants to, you know, you know improve some some sectors of the economy, like I don't know nuclear power, they subsidize it, and a chain can do it. You know, with Alliance, we can do this now too. We can subsidize certain pieces of our you know economy. And that's why CJ is here today, and which is why I'm, I'm very excited. You can also do this to create partnerships between chains. In a sense, you know, I give you this, you give me that kind of thing. So we can say, all right, there's benefit to working together with carbon. And there is, you know, they have an exchange. So naturally, you know, I, I personally would be very disappointed if carbon were to refuse to list the whale term, it doesn't make any sense. Why which why should they? So sorry if I if I you know take your decisions or to appear to take the decisions out of your hands, CJ here. But I mean the point of alliance is once you, you enter an alliance, you help the other teams out and vice versa. So we're gonna list the SVTH token everywhere, make sure to integrate it with our partners. And in return, I expect the same. And I think that's a very good um, you know, foundation to work with a very open relationship between different chains, and and that's why I'm really excited about this alliance tool because it allows us to effectively manage the monetary policy of our chain, and for example, allows us to forge really strong partnerships with other ecosystems and long-term align our incentives. Because as as soon as we enter the, or we enter an alliance with Carbon, and, and this has to go through governance. So this conversation here. Um, is also you know, to, to present this idea to, to you guys, to our community. And in return, we'll you know, join you know, the Carbon team in their spaces, talk to their community, and um, you know, test the waters there before we, we put it up on chain. But the goal really is to align incentives. And, um, and as soon as that happens, as soon as you, know, you can stake SVTH on our chain and, and whale on their chain, then it's in our best interest to make sure their ecosystem is prosperous because then more value to their token means more value to the whale stakers and vice versa. And that really is a very, very powerful dynamic in this you know, ecosystem that let's say it, you know, LARPs as being collaborative. It really is a LARP right now, but we're changing, changing this. And it looks like that you know, carbon is pushing the way like us. So yeah, that was a long talk, but I'm very excited about this. So CJ, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah, you basically shared uh, almost all of the points that I wanted to share. Um, maybe I, I will go a little bit into some of the specifics. Like there are two main variables, the reward weight and the take weight. And this a simple way of just explaining it. This is basically the parameters that you set when you list an alliance asset. And reward weight is basically just how much percent of your inflationary rewards or your block rewards go to that alliance asset. And one thing to note about reward weight, it functions similarly to a incentive reward. So if there is like you set like one percent, but the first few that stick would receive all of that 1%. So the APR will be insanely high if the person is really early and as more users stake because they want to capture some of this really high APR, then the APR slowly drops, similar to a, a liquidity incentive um, program. And for the take rate, that's basically like a commission. So if the take rate is 1% and uh, all of the... LSDs that are staked with the chain. For example, if we use carbon chain and we list um, B will or M uh, will as our alliance asset with a 1% take rate, uh, every year 1% of that um, B will or M will that is staked with the carbon chain goes into goes to Swift stakers. So get, it gets distributed away and the holders will basically lose their B will or M will. But in exchange, they are gaining um swift long rewards so that's that's the give and take mentality where that's that's how the alliance works so it's it's really interesting and uh like like what Sen said there's a lot of different ways we can collaborate from having of course the uh liquidity pools on our exchange that's the most um, natural path um dmax also has quite a few interesting features that can um, be synergized for example it has a money market so if there is uh, a really interesting liquidity pool that is established enough, like we know for sure it's not going to like go to zero or things like that. Uh, that can actually be a, a whitelisted collateral on the money market, which allows their community, the white wheel community users, to deposit that LP token into the money market and borrow other assets like USD and send it back to the Migaloo chain to do other activities. So it'll be quite interesting to see how um, our chains can work together and really show the show, show the case how Alliance improves economic activities between both chains so that there is a win-win scenario. So that's going to be what we are trying to work on moving forward. Thank you. Fantastic, CJ. I, I just... I'm going to get a little bit crazy here right now. And I think, Sebastian, you're going to like this. So you guys know we have our three pools ready, three stable pools. We're just waiting for the right moment. And, and, and Carbon, they, they have a stable coin. So, you know, the Germans say, you know, fits like fist in the eye. And it does. So eventually, when we have our decks on Migaloo and, you know, time progresses a little bit, we will have a three pool there. We're stable cards. So we can, and I'm just going to you know, show you really the power of what we can do here. We can take this stable coin and, or the LP token of the stable three pool and list it as a stakeable asset on Migaloo. Now, why should we do this? So a three pool with the three most prominent stable coins is something that you want deep liquidity on because 
this can quickly turn into some kind of curve situation where you know most of the stable coin transactions go through your pool on your chain so having deep liquidity there is really critical so we can so we need to incentivize this we can incentivize it with with alliance monetary policy remember so we, we like whitelist the token you take your lp token stake it on me then we can create a liquid staked token of that LP token. So it's a liquid staked LP token. So the LP token is backed by a stable coin. So it's very, very stable, naturally, you know, in the world. But it's, it's earning a high yield because it's got the whale inflation that's auto compounded into the LP pool, LP pool. So you have a very, very stable token that's backed by three stable coins and a high yield. And this token, makes one of the you know best collaterals out there and, and this is a prime thing of you know almost a circular economy you know carbon they provide a stable coin we list it on our exchange we, we take the lp token incentivize it make an lsd out there and then we move it back into their economy and and make it as a you know in the money market so you can borrow against it and and that's really the power of of alliance cross-chain partnerships and, and what we're building here yeah the, that sounds awesome that sounds awesome um yeah um so i guess my next question would be um i i asked um philip from aris protocol and jg maybe you can talk to this as well um if we already have um liquid staking derivatives of uh, swift um because there seems there seems uh, cj maybe you can update us on this but there seems to be an issue you guys don't have cosm wasm enabled yet or something where uh, we that uh, where we is it not possible right now for backbone and eris to um uh, construct uh, liquid staking derivatives of Swift? Uh, we actually don't need Cosmosm for, for Aries. Uh, it's a bit technical, so I can't explain well enough. But the long story short is we, uh, Aries says it's okay that we don't have Cosmosm. Yeah, we don't have Cosmosm for for our chain at the moment. It's um, It's on the it's on the we haven't pushed it to mainnet um but it's more or less done it's just that our features do not use cosm wasm so it's not high on the priority list yeah uh we do have a liquid stake swift at the moment with um steffi hub so that that would be our swift and that that's the main lsd at the moment um we do not have any liquidity to provide a second lsd for swift at the moment so it's going to be quite tricky if there's another Swift LSD uh, in terms of getting liquidity for that. Yeah. So CJ, you're telling me that eventually we will be able to deploy the Whitewell application, the DEX and the flash loans to, to Carbon. Uh, that, that would involve using Cosm Wasm, is it? Yep. Will not come anytime soon, I believe. Um, if I, I think... DMAX and Cosmosm won't really work that well together, uh, but I'm not very sure. This is a bit technical for me. 
Um, but I just know that Cosmosm can be done. It's just not going to come anytime soon. Well, it takes as long as it takes. Looking forward to this. Yeah, oh, the, uh, the reason for that is because we are focusing on uh, EVM. So Carbon EVM has gone live and we'll be working a lot on Solidity instead of Cosmosm. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah. So um, anything else regarding the lines? Uh, maybe the audience has questions, so uh, feel free to come up and ask questions or comments. Uh, maybe also on 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 the take rate, on the um, inflation rate. Um, yeah, what whatever comes to mind. So I didn't quite catch that. Oh no, I I, I was just asking the the audience if there are any questions uh, regarding alliance. Um, yeah, uh, they they should come up and speak right now. Um, other than that. Um, I think we pretty much covered uh, the aspects of alliance. Um, any anything else uh, the speakers want to mention uh, regarding regarding this partnership? Yeah, um, regarding the next steps or the way forward. So correct me if I'm wrong, CJ, but you guys got the proposals up for Terra, so congrats on that. And we want to give the the community a little bit more time to to you know to think about it or think about the the carbon whale alliance before we put it on chain but um the goal is to put the proposals up next week early next week so we can um get this partnership going so we will whitelist only one liquid staking token and carbon will whitelist you know, whale amp whale and bone whale because we have two correct yeah that's right so um Everything is still being discussed, but at the moment, this is the proposed plan. And if everything goes smoothly, then that's uh, probably going to happen next week. So yeah, fingers crossed, um, both management approves these um, parameters and all that. All right, sounds great. So uh, look, at, uh, we can look forward to that then next week. Um, yeah, we also hit the hour mark. Um, so... I don't know if we have any other topics, but we covered also quite a bit here. So um, I don't know if, if Sebastian wants to say something or JG, maybe give some updates. Um, other than that, we can also wrap it up here. Um, yeah, just I'll just comment real quick. I think um, on, the, on the alliance with carbon, I think a lot of stuff has been covered and a lot of good points um have have been discussed i would just add um what's interesting to me a couple things about this specific alliance one i you know i used to use switchio back in i don't know 2018 or whenever it was so um i i remember them from way back in the day um and was always a fan to be honest but um you know this is more of a lateral alliance um than say for example one between Migaloo and and Terra, you know, or or Carbon and Terra for that matter, where you know market caps are just super disproportionate, and you you know you basically have an alliance between a you know a sort of a mid cap or a high cap and and a and a low cap um, project. This is more lateral, you know. So again, everything that we're doing with alliance is experimental, right? Um, you know, this is all bleeding edge. 
but there's a difference in dynamics here, right? There, and so there will be a difference. So, so we're discussing the parameters and kind of the the specifics of the deal. You know, that that's something that that's considered. Um, but I'm excited to see how it plays out, right? Because I think there is a place for both, um, you know, balanced lateral alliances as well as kind of disproportionate ones where you you hit your wagon to uh, to a Terra or an Atom or or you know, a, a larger chain, right? So, um, you know, like, again, this will all be interesting to see how it plays out. Another another interesting thing for me personally is, um, you know, this is almost an, an Eastern-Western alliance as well. I mean, we, you know, most of our guys are in, are in Europe. Um, you know, we have a couple in the U.S. and here and there, but we really, we don't really have too many, um, you know, Asia guys you know carbon is an, is an asian project um you know so there's that dynamic as well at play right so again all of these things um you know are considered and i i, I think as as sencom said this is a good match right we're excited um that they have adopted alliance and to kind of see how you know just to kind of play in the sandbox and experiment with them on this i think it'll be uh i think it'll be fun so uh, so you guys want a little update for me? Yeah. Okay. Um, we are, you know, full steam ahead. Um, right now, currently backbone labs is, you know, focused on keeping NFT energy up. Uh, obviously we're, we're live on Terra right now and we want to make sure that we keep that energy as we go and we launch on our Megaloo. We have a couple collections that are actually being prepared already for the Megaloo launch to get energy up. They're going to be, you know, very inexpensive they're going to be for people to claim who've done certain activities uh on the whale chain and Megaloo chain uh we have a, a lot of plans to try to uh you know not try but really to unite uh people through this culture you know that's really what it is we have a great story to tell like i feel like everybody in this community has like this amazing redemption arc tale that's that's being that's like shaping right now and uh so we're we're starting to create like the the storylines behind these these uh, projects. So we're really excited for June. June's going to be a big month uh, for Backbone Labs. There's just a lot of things. We have props going up all over the place. We have certain things. We're going to start asking for foundation helps all over the place for for a lot of things, and it's going to have a direct impact on uh, Whale because that's where our home is, right? So our decks, our home decks, no matter where we go, is White Whale. You know, our home, our home chain is, you know, it's, it's, it's Megaloo at this point because they do what we need as liquid staking providers. Like they solve this problem. So there's a lot happening. I don't want to give too much out because, uh, shit, I don't even know if all of it's legal, to be honest. <laughs> I want to do it first. <laughs> you know, who knows? Regulations, we got to do it while the market's gray a little bit. I, you know, if I mess up, then I'll, I'll pay a fine later. <laughs> Whatever. All right. That sounds great. <laughs> I just want to lose a couple of more words. Um, so uh, again, this weekend is Prague, and, and you know Martin, he's from Rockaway, and, and Stake Bar. They are one of the organizers. So, and, and we happen to have the great fortune of being invited to speak on a panel there and hold a keynote presentation. So, um, would love to get some support there. Um, even better if you can come in person. So I've been there last time, and it's been an amazing event so it's it's 50 bucks well spent i think actually the price is ridiculous for for what they well they for what they offer even on drinks so it's it's really great conference and if you can't make it in person um check it out online i think 
We're going to have some good conversations there. And yeah, just a couple of words. I know we're a little bit over the mark, so this is just some shit talking here. I think we're getting very close to the capitulation phase of, of the market here when it comes to not price, but when it comes to people. I, I, I can't remember, remember I've ever seen a time where there's so little you know, social going on in crypto. I think GMX, I think they lost like 40% of their users in the last three months. And it's not because GMX is shit. It's because, you know, for one, the, the Arbitrum airdrop was farmed, but two, because people are leaving in the droves. So I think, so personally, I'm not financial advice here at all. I, I'm not an American, but I still say this. You guys make me anxious with the IRS. Um, I, I think the time is coming to start, you know, putting some money in again, because I, I think we're getting close to true capitulation of this thing. So I'm excited because this is the, this is where the fun part begins. You know, when nobody looks and the trees start falling and you start collecting the wood. Great. Uh, I would say we, we ended on this high note. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I've been personally in the space since 2017 and um, it was the same uh, in the last cycle. Uh, people, as soon as it gets boring, quote unquote, uh, people are going to leave. They look for other stuff, uh, AI, whatever is more interesting at the moment. And um, that's that's the time where you should pay most attention. So everybody here, um, if, you, if you're in the space right now, uh, I think you're pretty much on the right track. All right. Um, yeah, uh, let's let's see you next week then. Um, I think that was a good one. Um, and um, yeah, happy weekend, everybody. And um, see, see you in the next one. Uh, th thank you, CJ, for attending, for explaining carbon to us. And um, yeah. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the White Whale Community Call, recorded on Thursday, June 1st, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. Dumb. When the world starts to get really bad and these mugs out here robbing, you going to love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning. And I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun. And I'm like one out of a hundred. I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built are in the last hundred upsets. You're getting salty, feeling faulty. You ain't no man. I keep robo here, grinning it, it, throwing up anarchy. Smoking toiletries, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier. We rack like geology. This layers to this shit. Like it's sedimentary. All these little onion peels getting torn off and buried. Imagine the smell. That shit is a vital experience without knowing. How you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaceship alive, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. Nick, you just a little rat, man. Go on, fuck off, man. Go on, fuck off. Harmony. Me and the other one, do you look for a fucking job? You fucking idiot, you've just been fucking at my death. Fuck off.
try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsor lobotomy Feels like I won the lottery like I'm ghosting this pottery Chill Demi, boy the shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't ain't no puzzle you would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle but the pay is buzzing Think of all the loss accrued just to pick up off the tricky custom Not to hear all those subdowns would make up for something I guess it just goes to show the fuck do I know At least it's quiet over here I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash loans bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteor, a jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relators Imagine the smell Five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader it's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance that everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are, we know, we know where they live, and we're, and we're going to their house with a wrench, a big wrench, and we will attack them with the wrench, and then we will take their validator node physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop. Don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just give us your validator note. And then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Ten spaces. <laughs>